On today's Locked on Jayhawks, we preview the running back position for KU. Is this one of the bigger boom or bust potential positions for KU just because of health and injury? We discuss all that on today's edition of the show. You are Locked on Jayhawks, your daily podcast on the Kansas Jayhawks. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Derek Johnson. You can hear me as well Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. on KLWN in Lawrence. Thanks for making Locked on Jayhawks your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get any of your podcasts. And uh, you can also find us on our YouTube page where you can like and subscribe to the show. On today's edition of Locked on Jayhawks, we're talking the running back position for KU, going through the preview of the whole position group. Uh, how good could Devin Neal be this season? Are we talking, you know, a player who could possibly emerge as an All-American level player? He's preseason All-Big 12. And is this one of the more boomer bust positions in terms of what health could provide for it? If the position is healthy, it's going to be a great position for KU. But if there is injury, which they have had to deal with here recently, what could that mean for this position group? Uh, quick overall thoughts on the running back position here compared to last year. Uh, at the very least, you would say it's it's you know just as good as it was last year, if not better. Um, you know, you basically you have another year of Devin Neal. Okay, is he better than last year? Maybe, maybe not. Right? Sometimes we talked about this on the quarterback episode. Sometimes guys hit what their ceiling is, what their peak is, and they kind of plateau from there. But, uh, you know, another year for a running back to put on more weight and stuff in the system, sure, Devin Neal could be better than he was last year. Uh, Savion Morrison, same thing, could be better than he was uh, last year. Daniel Highshot could be better than he was last year. Then again, he's coming off injury, so will he be better than last year? Um, and then with Dylan McDuffie, like maybe Kai Thomas has more prospect pedigree and just pure athleticism or talent, but – in terms of what you got production-wise from Kai Thomas, Dylan McDuffie will probably be an upgrade um, when you look at like yards per carry and efficiency and stuff like that. So uh, you also had Johnny Thompson as a freshman. Uh, it, this group is probably the same, if not better, than it was a season ago. And this is one of the bigger strengths that you had a season ago, and I think it's a strength coming into this year. Um, again, if you look at it, Devin Neal is an all-conference level back. Dylan McDuffie is going to fill in in a lot of different ways. He's going to be a special teams player. He's going to be a trustworthy player for you as a running back who can spell some other guys. Savion Morrison's your explosive player, former four-star who transferred in from Nebraska last year. Um, Daniel Hyshaw, if he's healthy, if he's right, he is an unbelievable mix of speed, power, and size. And uh, Johnny Thompson has a lot of speed. And then there's Tory Lachlan, too, who I didn't even mention, who kind of is your jack of all trades. If he needs to play receiver, he needs to play running back. He'll specialize on special teams. He'll grab a carry for you. He'll score a touchdown. He'll catch a pass. Like whatever you need him to do, he'll do. So there's a lot of different types of running backs, right? You can sort them into different piles. Your power backs of Daniel Hyshawn, maybe McDuffie could fit into a power back type of role. You have your reliable guys like your Dylan McDuffie and Tory Lachlan's. You have your your vision one cut runners with, you know, like Devin Neal. You have your just explosive speed guys with Savion Morrison. You have different types that you can do different things with them, different plays that you can run with them. And having that different versatility at the position is nice for Andy Kolonicki to have, but it also gives you depth at the running back position. Now, if everyone's healthy, this is one of the better position groups in the league because, you know, Devin Neal is a potential all-conference player. Daniel Hyshaw, when healthy, is a potential all-conference player. Savion Morrison has that big play potential. Dylan McDuffie, 
uh, for a lot of other teams, he'd be the top two in their depth chart. Like he might not be that this year. Again, we'll see with Daniel Hyshaw how he uh, is coming back from the injury. Adding Johnny Thompson from the high school level, Tory Lachlan being that useful player. This is a very good position group. The big question becomes, what does injury do? How does injury affect this position group? Because you look back to um, what happened, I guess, even the last two years. You go back to two years ago, Velton Gardner starts as your starting running back, uh, kind of loses the job to Devin Neal, then he transfers away. And Devin Neal looks really good, but then by you know the end of the season, he's playing at TCU, he gets injured against the Horn Frogs. He misses the the second half of the TCU game, a game you lose by three in Fort Worth, and then you lose you uh, aren't able to play him in the West Virginia game, a game that you lose by you know six points at home. Then you fast forward into 2022, and I think throughout the year, Devin Neal was was dealing with uh, kind of being I don't know banged up at, at different points and you know playing through some injuries. The staff wanted to keep his carries and, and numbers down to being maybe 10, 15 carries a game. Uh, then you have some injuries there with High Shaw and other guys. And you have like the Oklahoma State game where he has like 30, 35 touches and everything looks great, looked fresh. I think that was off of a bye week. But then down the stretch, the last couple of games, he's banged up again and maybe wasn't able to be fully 100%. Daniel Highshaw obviously had the dislocated hip injury, um, which was really unfortunate against Iowa State with how good he was playing to start off the season. He's just an unbelievably talented running back. So you have all that that you had to deal with uh, in terms of injury. Savion Morrison at different points was uh, kind of banged up. And, you know, I think at one point he was sick. If I forget if it was him or Kai Thomas who was sick and missed the Kansas State game when you already had the these come, uh, other injuries to other players to where basically in that Kansas State game, because one of them was injured with Kai Thomas, and I think he dealt with injuries throughout the year, and the other one was sick for that game. You ended up with Tory Lachlan having to handle a big load as a running back in that game. Tory Lachlan's dependable, as I talked about. He's versatile. He does a lot of things for you. He's a great player that winning teams have. He is that ultimate glue guy that winning teams need to fill out a roster and care so much about winning that they're going to do whatever the coaching staff needs them. Every good team needs that, and you have it with Tory Lachlan. Um, but also, if Tory Lachlan's having to you know, be your number one running back, that is not exactly what you're looking for when you have all these other talented guys that are kind of in the room. So injury clearly led to some things um, last year too. And then you fast forward into spring football this past year and Devin Neal was, was, you know, beat up throughout spring and, and wasn't able to really, you know, get much done over the course of, of spring ball. Um, there was a point in spring ball where basically most of your running backs were banged up and Dylan McDuffie was taking the reps with the ones and he was getting the majority of those top reps. And then I think there was even a point where he kind of got banged up. I mean, there were points in the spring showcase, the spring game, whatever you want to call it, that, KU was, you know, putting basically walk-on running backs with the first or second team. Um, that's kind of how dire it got. Now, with spring ball, it is different because if you have, let's say, a low-grade ankle sprain, if it's over the course of the regular season, maybe I picked a bad injury for running backs with, you know, them putting as much on their foot. But, you know, let, let's say over the course of a season, if you have a low-grade, like, rolled ankle Maybe you'll miss some practice, but you probably are going to figure out a way to try to play in the game. During spring, you have a low-grade ankle sprain. It's like, ah, let's not risk it. Like, let's make sure you're healthy. Let's not make anything worse. So it is different, the levels of tolerance that you're going to have and the level of, you know, what you're going to be able to do. So do keep that in mind that, yeah, even though they did get down to the walk-on running backs in spring, A, Johnny Thompson wasn't there. B, some of those injuries are maybe small enough that they play through them if it's a regular season game. But still, those do become questions because 
you don't want that exact scenario to happen. You don't want to get to a point where you're in the regular season and you have a walk-on running back coming into the game with a KU team that does rely on running the football very well. I mean, this is a team that you know was around 200 rushing yards per game last year. They're a very balanced offense. You probably are fine if you have to unbalance it because Jalen Daniels is so good throwing the ball and you have all those receivers and everything you trust. But to be at their best offensively, to be their most balanced, you do need those running backs to be electric, to be healthy, and to have the right guys in those situations. And so that becomes the biggest question about this position to where if the injuries are like they kind of have been recently, then this could be a position that becomes a weakness, right? If if you're at a point where you're playing walk-on running backs, no knock to those guys, but it becomes a weakness compared to the rest of the conference, compared to the rest of the Big 12. But if everybody's healthy, this is a strength. This is one of the better units in the entire conference. So there is a big gap there based on the health. And yeah, you could probably say that about a lot of positions. If your guys get beat up, if you end up getting to your fourth string player, of course, it's going to be worse than the rest. I just bring it up here because we've kind of seen it happen and lead to issues like the Kansas State game, like in spring ball, to where it's not just, oh, if you get to your fifth string left tackle, you're in trouble. Of course you are. But we've seen it actually happen with running back, which I think is uh, kind of important to bring up here. All right, let's continue on. How good of a season could Devin Neal had? Uh, could he go pro after this year? Um, and plenty more talk about the running back position. First, though, this episode of Locked on Jayhawks is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit, right? Like I said, Tory Lachlan, you got to have those guys who are the glue guys can fit in anywhere and be that perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. You know, it, this isn't like recruiting where you can go out and get a high school recruit or get a transfer portal kid and be like, okay, we hope he fits. No, with eBay guaranteed fit, you're going to know right away. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. It's Easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, on to uh, some more talk about the running back position here for KU. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you could be, if there are more injuries, counting on guys like McDuffie and Morrison, Um to kind of fill in those specific roles. I think the other, I guess, if you want to have a question about the running back group here is the fumbling. Last year, you had a lot of fumbles, especially in the first, I don't know, seven or eight games of the season. Uh, some of them you lost, you think, to the Baylor game, although those were from the receiver position. Some of them you picked up, like the West Virginia game, where you pick up your own fumble uh, inside their five, right? Uh, you need to secure the ball better, and you don't want to rely on fumble luck, recovering those to get through the season. Now, I have multiple questions here. How good could Devin Neal be? How good could uh, Daniel Hyshaw be, right? The rest of the guys, it's like with Savion Morrison, he's probably going to be more of a gadget guy. Um, with Dylan, Dylan McDuffie, he's going to fill in where needed. Same with like Tory Lachlan. We'll see with, with Johnny Thompson, all that sort of stuff. Devin Neal and Daniel Hyshaw, if healthy, are going to be the two featured backs in this offense. Devin Neal had 180 carries last year. You look at the around the Big 12 like Deuce Vaughn had close to 300. Bijan Robinson was at about 250. If you're one of the best running backs in the league, can you get above 200? 
But also, I think KU, because of past injuries, wants to limit Devin Neal's carries. You look back to the beginning of the year when it was high Sean Neal is the, the one-two punch. Both of them were getting around 10, 12 carries per game, which if you're getting 10 carries over the course of the season, that's only 120 per game. Now, there are going to be certain games where – or 120 per season. Uh, there's going to be certain games where you have the hot hand and KU is going to ride you, and maybe that game you end up with 18 to 20 carries to bring up the number. But I don't think this is going to be a situation where KU is going to view Devin Neal as a guy who's going to get 250 carries. I think it's right around that number again, anywhere between 180 and 200 carries. Maybe it goes up a little bit. Um, but if if he's getting those 200 carries, I mean, this is a guy who could average six, six and a half yards per carry. I think he was at 6.1 last year. I mean, all of a sudden you're looking at, you know, a 1,200-yard rushing season from Devin Neal. We know he can be good out of the backfield catching passes too. If you do those types of things and Kansas ends up being one of the top teams in the country, you're going to get a lot of all-conference recognition. To be kind of an All-American level player, though, you're looking at having to have probably like minimum 1,400, 1,500 rushing yards. There were like six or seven Power 5 running backs last year that had 1,500 rushing yards. And like all those teams did very well, so that would be a good sign for KU. I just don't know if the, the the amount of carries is going to be there for Devin Neal and what the staff wants to do with him. But in terms of his impact, his yards per carry, um, he is so good, man. And I don't think he gets enough credit for how good he is because, you know, it's one thing when you're a Barry Sanders type running back where you're making guys miss and it is very obvious to the viewer. Like think back to Puka Williams. It's very obvious to the viewer how talented this guy is because you're juking by someone, you're spinning by someone. Um, it's also very obvious for like power running backs, you know, that are just running someone over or stiff arming someone into the dirt, how good they are. Sometimes I think guys like Devin Neal, who are kind of these one cut vision running backs who have good acceleration can be underrated because you'll see them go for a 25-yard carry, and it's like they went untouched. And it's like, well, how much did they really do? How much was that just the blocking was great for them? But the one thing that is sometimes forgotten in the running back game is running back vision. You have to see the hole. You have to see that hole so you go untouched. And reading it right and being able to have that quick one cut, because if you're slow at making that one cut when the, the hole does open up even a sliver, you're not going to go through untouched. And then can you get from zero to 40 as quick as possible, right? Devin Neal does those things great. And so there will be times when it's like Devin Neal has a 25, 30-yard run and maybe he only slipped by one tackler or something, whereas you know another running back might have to break three tackles to get there. And it's not because Devin Neal's not as good as that other guy because he broke one or two less tackles. It's because Devin Neal is so good with his vision and his one-cut ability and his quick acceleration that he's able to get there without doing as much of the work. It's like work smarter, not harder, right? So that vision is, is I don't know, sometimes it's, it's harder to see on paper, but his vision is excellent, man. His one cut ability is excellent. He is as good as anybody in the country in doing those sorts of things. So how good could he be? I think he can be one of the best running backs in the country, but statistically it might be a little tougher for him to put up those numbers of 14, 15, 1600 yards because KU is going to be balanced because KU is going to give other running backs carries because they want to keep him fresh over the course of the season. And if you're not getting 250 plus carries, which again, that, that seems like it, it's more than the staff wants to give him maybe for good reason to keep him healthy. It's going to be tough to put up those types of numbers, but still all conference level running back with talent that probably plays beyond that is what you're looking at here for Devin Neal. 
Uh, and then with Daniel Highshaw, man, like sky's the limit for him too. If he can stay healthy over the course of the season, again, the fumbling, like that's got to be a thing for him because he had a couple over the course of the first half of the year. You see the power, you see the speed in the open field. He just wants to run dudes over how he comes back. You know, this isn't, like an ACL injury, as bad as they are, we've seen enough success stories of guys coming back off ACL injuries and doing well that makes you think that, okay, if this guy underwent an ACL injury, like he can bounce back from it. But with Daniel Highshaw, a dislocated hip, I, I can't really think of other players who there's that track record of, hey, you dislocated your hip. Um here's this example of this guy who came back six months later and he was the same or he was better or, or whatever. Right. So that does become a bit of a question mark there with high Shaw, but if he can get back to where he was last year, I mean, this is a guy who is an all conference level back too. And again, the statistics might not be there because if you're, you're sharing time with Devin Neal, it's going to be tough to put up 1100 yards. It's going to be tough to do this or that, but the efficiency numbers, the, what you're doing per carry, the impact you're having on the game is going to be, you know, near the top of the conference. And I, I think of Daniel Highshaw that way too, that, you know, you're hoping to get him healthy, not just for this year to pair with Devin Neal, but Devin Neal could go pro after this year. And if Daniel Highshaw, you have another good season splitting time with him, then all of a sudden Daniel Highshaw is the starting running back in 2024. And you're feeling great about what he could produce that season. But part of that would come down to Devin Neal's decision, which I want to talk about next. Could he go pro after the season with Locked on Jayhawks? Finishing things up with Locked On Jayhawks, could Devin Neal go pro after the season? The obvious part of this is, you know, what does he do production-wise? How does he perform to determine whether he can go pro or not, right? I mean, if you have 1,200 yards, you're going to have that type of season where people are going to be looking at you. Now, it's it's different for running backs because a lot of other positions, you would look at it and you'd be like, oh, this guy's draft stock is he's a projected fifth to sixth round pick. And you'd be like, no, I'm going to come back to school another year. And then maybe I can work myself up to being a you know second, third, fourth round pick. Right. But with running backs, those guys just aren't going as high as often to begin with. And the second part of it is there's the tread on your tire discussion about, you know, you just have less time to play in the NFL. And so sometimes those guys just want to get their NFL career started as early as possible because they're they're going to have a limited time in the NFL. And you're seeing all the stuff that's happening with NFL running backs and wanting to get paid and not having that opportunity. And maybe that actually makes it more likely to come back because you're like, eh, these guys aren't getting paid. I can get more NIL money or something like that. Right. But that is a real conversation that running backs have to have that other positions maybe don't have to have as often. Like if you're a quarterback, you're like, ah, oh, if all goes well, I can play till I'm in my mid thirties till I'm 40 years old. Right. With running backs, it's like, ah, I might be, you know, only have till I'm 28 or something like that in the NFL. So it is a different discussion there. Um, and if the production is there, I do think that's a real conversation. That's something Devin Neal was asked about during big 12 media days. I asked him about it during a uh, kind of one-on-one -on -one radio interview with him about, you know, had, had you realized that this could be like your last year at, at KU and, and soaking that stuff in. And, you know, he's given the professional answers about, you know, I'm not really thinking about that till we get there, but it, it'd be hard not to think that um, with as productive as he's been, as talented as he is, if he has that great season, that obviously could be a real option for him specifically at that position. So yeah, I absolutely think he could go pro after uh, this season. If he does come back for another year, that's great. The good news for KU though, the future of this running back position does look very good. Like I said, if Daniel Hyshaw has another good year, splitting time with Devin Neal 
and Devin Neal goes pro after this year, you're going to head into 2024 and be like, oh, well, we got Daniel Highshaw to start things off. You could have another year of Savion Morrison. Um, you could have another year at that point of Johnny Thompson. I forget if Tory Lachlan has one more year or not. And then you're bringing in the, the two high school recruits in class of 2024, uh, the running back position, which you feel great about what those guys could uh, kind of bring to the table. And, you know, obviously running back is a position where, it's it's tough to get on the field as a true freshman as like an offensive lineman or some of these other positions. Running back is one of those positions where you do tend to see true freshmen get on the field maybe a little bit more than other positions. So you feel like you're going to be fine there long term, whether Devin Neal goes pro or not. And I think from a KU perspective, you're probably rooting for him to end up going pro at the end of the year. Not from a standpoint you don't want him around. You'd love to have him around for a senior year. But if he goes pro at the end of this year. A, like I said, you feel like you're you're at least covered there the position. But more importantly, if he goes pro at the end of the year, that probably means he had a great season. He had, you know, 1,100 yards, 1,200 yards. Your team had a good year, and that's a trade-off you're willing to take where you're like, yeah, if we only get one more year of Devin Neal, but we accomplish everything we want to, and then he goes pro and you wish him the best and you hope he has a great NFL career, kind of works for all parties involved. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Jayhawks. We will have Nick Schwert on uh, sometime this week. We're going to have more position previews uh, coming up with Locked on Jayhawks. We also will have some talk about KU basketball, their Puerto Rico trip that we'll get into, all that and more with uh, Locked on Jayhawks coming up. You can find our show wherever you get any of your podcasts. You can also find us on our YouTube page. Like and subscribe to the show if you could give us a good review if your uh, platform allows for it. Or on YouTube, give us the uh, little thumbs up quick and it uh, is very helpful on our end of things you can give me a shout out on twitter at d johnson radio if you have anything that uh, you want to talk about or you know you have any questions about the show or whatnot but that'll do it for this episode of locked on jayhawks see you next time